Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real World Productivity Podcast. The title of today's interview is Building the Productive Future, Jordan Baker and Focuser. I'm Adam Moody, and today I'm obviously talking with productivity expert Jordan Baker about the tips, methods, and his background leading up to his powerful productivity app, Focuser. So first off, welcome, Jordan. Hi, Adam. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm going to jump right in a little background for everybody on this. Uh, Jordan was nice enough to come back after we had some uh, technical issues. And so this is the uh, part two of this, or rather the redo. So we're going to get into it. And I wanted to make sure that uh, have a chance to share uh, some of Jordan's background and what he's up to with everyone. So uh, Jordan, my first set of questions is about your background and, and experience in the field of productivity and just a little bit about you so that uh, people in the audience can understand who you are, uh, where you're coming from and how they can relate uh, you know, to where they are. So we'll just kind of uh, do that and jump in. I want to talk about Focuster since it's something I share with my audience. Uh, and so if you don't mind, can you just start off with telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I have been um, working as uh, I've been working as a self-employed person and an entrepreneur for the last 20 years. Uh, first, I started out as a contractor. Um, and in the last couple of years, I started a web development agency. And in the most recent years, I founded a software as a service startup in the area of productivity. Uh, so that's a long way of saying that I'm very familiar with the challenges of really driving yourself forward. Because when you have a job, uh, when you work for somebody else, typically, and this is not always the case, um, but typically, you know, you are kind of handed a, if it's a good boss, right? Typically you're handed a series of objectives. And as long as you're meeting those objectives, you know that you're doing a good job. Um, mm -hmm. When you're self-employed or when you're running your own company, you are the one who is actually in charge of setting those things up. And and that I think has, you know, uh, leads to a unique challenges when it comes to, to your personal productivity. Definitely. I, yeah, actually, I totally agree with you. I talked about that a little bit recently, and I, that was also for myself a big change um, I, since I haven't been an entrepreneur or on my own for 20 years, but um, within the last six years transitioning out and realizing there's nobody looking over my shoulder. I'm looking over my shoulder. Um, well, then in terms of a little bit about your, um, your background, in terms of productivity, did you have any sort of uh, you know, training? What, did you go to university and have some sort of courses or did you find yourself reading books? Like what led you to this point where eventually you said, hey, you know, I need to take things up a notch. And, and what was that? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yeah, my, my situation is a little unique in, in that um, I, from an early age, demonstrated, you know, a lot of aptitude in computers. And I was pretty resistant. I was kind of anti-authoritarian in, in school. I, I ended up um, actually um, uh, not finishing uh, my high school, and I went right into the workforce. Um, I actually ended up um, running an ISP within um, within a year of that. Um, oh, wow. I was promoted from being tech support to actually running the ISP. I helped 10x the growth of that particular ISP. And uh, and then I, I guess about a year after I left that job, I was there for like two years, um, then I was running uh, the website for one of Canada's largest newspapers. Um, you know, granted, I was very lucky um, to to be working in the industry at a time where things were exploding. This was, you know, during the early part of the dot-com boom and um, things were really heating up. 
there there wasn't a lot of people who had experience um, necessarily with all of these technologies. There was a, such a huge demand, and because of that, I was able to get you know on the job, <laughs> on the you know real experience. I mean, I had already been hacking things on my own as a you know when i say hacking i don't mean illegally exploiting computers <laughs> yeah. necessarily but um what i meant by that is like is kind of i had my own personal projects i was uh you know creating um online games and you know programming uh in the c programming language when i was like 13 years old and and so i was into you know using unix and all this you know stuff that is taught in universities like you know um i was messing around with all that type of stuff from a very early age and you know so for me i was always really feeling like if i needed to learn something i could teach myself um you know when i needed to to, to learn a new programming language i got a book i just picked a project i had to do i would just apply myself to it and you know boom i would learn what i need to know and, and this has really been one of the key i think for me one of the key skills to have is like this is not even a skill it's like an attitude of like i can learn what i need to know um of course i can get help but you know i there's knowledge out there there's resources and just because i don't know something doesn't mean that that's going to hold me back um okay so to come back to your question about like productivity though yeah um I realized that, you know, this, the, the, there was this real, um, I think, you know, because I was kind of anti-authoritarian, I actually had a, 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 a kind of a more impulsive work ethic. Um, and I think, I, you know, personally, I think I still do to some degree. So what was necessary for me was to find a productivity, you know, a way to be productive that kind of matched the way that I worked. Because... I've actually found that being spontaneous, um, following my natural curiosity, and and you know being in the moment with things um, has actually brought me a lot of success. So there's a balance between you know trying to be super rigid about kind of planning out every single moment that you have in your day, and uh, you know being able to respond to things. So that it really actually relates directly to how I plan my day now. So some of the people that I studied along the way um, were people like, um, you know, I read the Seven Habits book and uh, uh, Stephen Covey um, planning, you know, putting the big rocks first. I don't know if you remember that book. Uh -huh. um, and that was a game changer for me because, you know, really prior to that point, I had this huge master list of everything I needed to do, and it was kind of more organized by project. Um, but but the seven habits approach was to really think about the different roles in my life and to think about not just what do I need to get done, but what can I do to improve my capacity to get things done? What do you call sharpening this sharpening the saw? So it's like how can I how can I invest now in doing something that will make things easier in the future, which is um, in some ways, you know, very similar to this whole one thing idea, one thing question. Um, so, and then after that, I mean, I, I, I you know, I was, uh, so one of the things he really emphasized was like planning, um, putting the big rocks in your calendar, right? Putting the big rocks in your schedule first so that all the little tiny things, the little pebbles, right, of 
you know, can you do this, please? And, you know, your client asks you to do that. And all those little things, little pebbles fit in around the big rocks. So the big things that are going to move you forward in a huge way, right? The, the quadrant one, uh, the quadrant one, the urgent, um, or the, sorry, the not urgent, but important things, the things that usually get skipped. You want to schedule those things in your, in your calendar um, to make sure they're going to get done. And everything else is going to fit in around it, no problem. Um, but if you try to do it the other way, you'll never fit those big rocks in the jar. That's his, his metaphor. So, well, I'm curious then about, if you don't mind, when you were talking about planning versus spontaneous, which I find really interesting. And I, I totally agree. Like if you plan for me, I feel the same way. I try to plan out a lot of my time. Uh, but if I don't leave time, then, you know, I, I end up feeling kind of spent. I don't have any really creative time. I don't have time to just think through or, you know, ideas just don't come to me. Um, and that I think is fairly normal. Um, in terms of how you actually use Focuster, for example, like how do you use the app in that way? Do you block out time? And I mean, this is just a kind of a use case scenario. I was really curious about that. Yeah, so I mean, just to kind of, uh, before we maybe talk about how I use Focuster, so so you're just bringing up the app. So Focuster is this productivity app that I've created, which you know allows you to schedule um, your to-do list basically into your calendar. It allows you to create an optimized schedule for what you need to do, um, as you know. <laughs> and uh, just want to give some background to the yeah. listeners here. Um, so, so basically, the way that you that that you know one typically uses Focuster is just to you know you dump the things that you want to do into your list, and then for each of those items on the list, Focuster looks at your calendar, talks to you know your Google Calendar, Outlook iCloud, whatever you got, and it slots in, it slots in those things you need to do into your calendar um, so that you can make sure that you have enough time for the things you need to do. Um, and then you can make little adjustments and whatnot. So the, so the way that I'm actually using it now, I'm actually using, uh, we have a new beta feature that, that's coming online, which is uh, related to time blocking. So with this ability now, I can actually have multiple lists of things. So um, I tend to break up some of the, you know, some of the more creative parts of my day um, because, you know, in the morning I tend to kind of be um, a little bit higher energy, a little bit more creative and the afternoon sometimes, I, you know, I get a little bit tired. So I kind of work with my own energy levels. Um, so what I've, what I've done in my schedule is I've blocked off time in my mornings for the more kind of deep work style of things, um, whether that's, uh, you know, designing new features on the app or um, sometimes it's content creation. And so I've made a list of those activities. I've created a block, um, a repeating block in my calendar to, um, and then focus your nose to schedule uh, my deep work activities during those times. Nice, nice. Yeah, sorry, kind of throwing you a live curveball there. I thought that that was really interesting and I've talked a lot about Focuster. So I was curious, you know, I think people would want to know how how you do that. I think that's really helpful for people. But to kind of get back uh, onto track with obviously a programming background, um, do you think that with all that you had to do, you described, you know, how you had a lot to do, how you helped grow the ISP, all those things you've kind of learned on your own. Do you think that that background uh, has helped you in terms of organization or productivity? Or, I mean, I would assume so, but I find sometimes that, you know, just assuming something doesn't necessarily make it true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely been a progression um, because, as I said, at first I was very, like, uh, spontaneous. I didn't really have a ton of systems. So finding seven habits was a, was a big step forward for me. Um, an even bigger step, I think, was finding getting things done. Um, 
getting things done the book um was like a like a revelation in some ways because i was like wow this is such a cool system and everything kind of makes sense there's a place for everything and you know there's a place for um like the idea of next actions and really just focusing only on the next thing i need to do is just such a great concept um you can apply that in pretty much any productivity tool you want um so that really kind of helped me to see the benefit of having systems um and so uh, to br sorry bring it back to the question that um that you asked adam mm -hmm. can you just kind of bring me back oh yeah yeah no problem about? yeah um yeah just with your as far as programming kind of in that context yeah. do you think that it helped you with organization or productivity and then basically the follow-on would be kind of if so how uh, I was just curious. I'm not. I've done like some scripting. I do very basic mm. things. Um, but do you think that there's anything in there? Kind of a bigger question. Do you think it's helpful for people um, in terms of organization, or maybe not so much productivity, but the way of thinking? Because there's a lot of um, from the outside. I consider myself looking in, and I see that some people who do a lot of uh, programming or coding have certain ways of looking at things that can sometimes be helpful. Do you think that's true, or or not so much? Um, you know, the thing with programming is that, um, I mean, there's different types of programming, I would say. Mm -hmm. A lot of the programming, um, a lot of programming requires really deep work. Um, that, that's why, and I don't know if you've ever worked with a developer before, um, that's why they sometimes get really frustrated if you're interrupting them, right? Because, you know, they'll, uh, you know, they'll be in the middle of debugging a really complicated piece of code. And it's like, you know, they're holding all these different variables in their heads. Um, I'll, I'll speak to myself. I'll be holding all these different variables in my head. And um, and then someone will ask me a question and it'll pull me out of that. And I'll be like, uh, where was I again? And so, and the other thing I find that's kind of challenging around productivity and development is, you know, one would like to schedule something and say, okay, I'm gonna do this. It's gonna take two hours. But I find with programming a lot of times, a thing that I might estimate at two hours, you know, when I start digging into it, ends up taking eight, <laughs> 16, sure. you know, and sometimes it's just like, okay, I gotta just get this done however long it takes. So I, that's one of the challenges I find with productivity, most traditional productivity systems and, and software development is that, um, you know, you make this plan and at some point things go wrong. Uh, it's not your fault. Like it's, you know, some, sometime, you know, you dig into it, it's the third party software vendor has messed something up and now you got to deal with it. But you know, the, the challenge is, is how do you juggle all your other commitments? So that's where I actually really advocate prioritizing what you need to do and letting your priorities really drive. Um, this is very much in, in the philosophy of the focus app because you know you're really the main thing you want to do is establish what are your priorities um you, you definitely are also estimating how much time those things are going to take but let's just put it this way if you get the you know if you if you get wrong if you get the the estimates of how long things are going to take wrong that's not as bad as estimating sorry as getting the priorities wrong Right. I'd much rather be working on the right thing, right, and maybe being wrong about how long it's going to take, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely, so, getting that feedback is what's going to help you improve, anyways. So if you're never attempting that in the first place, then you you'll never get that. So so it really boils down to this question: like, if you were going to get one thing done today, 
right? What would that, what would that one, you know, if, if you could do one thing today, that's really going to move things forward in a significant way, what's that going to be? Or, you know, maybe it's, what are the three things you can get done today that will really move things forward in a significant way? And even if you only got one of those things done, if that was your highest priority thing that you could think of that would move things forward, you might actually feel pretty happy with your progress. I mean, you'll probably deal with a bunch of other things too, like little emails and phone calls and texts and, and, sure, and you sure. know, filling out forms and banking crap. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you got that one critical thing done, you'd be pretty happy. So it's really about getting really clear about what those priorities are, putting it in a system that's going to relentlessly remind you to actually get that done. And that's really the philosophy behind the app that I created, Focuster. Nice. Well, yeah, we've obviously talked a little bit or touched on it briefly and, and what Focuster is. Um, can you describe kind of what's the best ways for someone to integrate into their workflow? That is how to integrate Focuster. Let's say somebody's like, neat, I kind of want to check out this app. I've heard Adam talk about it. I listened to the podcast with Jordan. What, uh, how do you see uh, Focuster fitting into someone's uh, workflow or planning or just how would you describe someone using it? Yeah. Well, I'm, there's lots of different ways you can integrate it. I mean, some people use it as their, their only tool. Um, some people have... Um, some people have a very complicated workflow. They maybe they have existing project management software. So you can either use it standalone or you can integrate it with what you have. But the idea, the idea that I like to promote around Focuster is using it, using it as a digital, uh, as a hub for all of the actionable things in your life. Because when you pull things from all the different projects you have, like, you know, you might have Trello boards where you have responsibilities. You might have uh, follow-ups in your CRM software. Um, you may have emails that require you to respond. And each of those things is going to take a certain amount of time. And each of those things really should be, should be prioritized, you know, relative to other things. Um, some of them, you know, some of those things you may want to deal with separately, but if you do want to prioritize all of them, if you bring them into Focuster as your digital um, action dashboard, if you want to call it that, then you mm -hmm. can actually prioritize all of those different things and you can schedule all those things to get done. Um, so that, you know, that for me is a, is a pretty good high level view of how to do that. And then, you know, we support connecting to over a thousand different applications using Zapier. So you can pull data in from, you know, as I said, like a CRM system, email systems, nice. um, other productivity tools, um, and link them together. Um, and increasingly, we're actually now moving towards doing some native integrations, which give you, um, you know, a, a kind of a predefined workflow that's real time, that also gives you kind of a two-way syncing capability, which is going to make things even easier for people. Nice, nice. Well, I guess that uh, kind of leads into actually. I was going to ask you next, like, what's uh, what's in the future for Focuster? You know, like, what's as uh, if there's any stuff you can taunt or tantalize us with, or you know, <laughs> or is there any kind of big picture stuff of uh, what's going on with it? Well, I mean, the the focus of the last um, last couple months and what we're we're you know gearing up to launch um, right now, we've had in beta for some time, but is is the multiple calendar in integration. So up to this point, we've supported just uh, Google Calendar, and you know we've heard from a lot of business customers that they want to be able to connect to to their Microsoft uh, Outlook. Um, um, application, whether it's hosted in Office 365 or Microsoft Exchange, um, and also Apple iCloud. And we not only support all of those, but we support, you know, multiple, uh, multiple 
as many you know calendar connections as you need um, if you've got a complicated you know business and life and all that um, we've got you covered the the other thing um, that we've been introducing is um, you know a recurring actions capability into the app so if you have something you need to do every you know Monday or you know every every day or every week or whatever. Um, and this is better than, um, it's better and different than kind of putting a recurring event in your calendar. Because if you put a recurring event in your calendar, um, it'll remind you once and then it'll just kind of slip through the cracks. Um, mm -hmm. With Focuster, you know, one of the core benefits is that, you know, you put it in your in your day and um, it'll roll forward into the next day if you don't finish it. And it'll keep reminding you as well when it's when it's at the top of your stack, it'll keep reminding you when you have free time to work on it. So so recurring actions in in the app. Um, you know, if it's like if you have to file a report every week, um, it'll make sure it really gets it done um, and keeps it top of mind rather than just having an event in your calendar that could kind of um, slip through the cracks. Um, some of the other features, really the one that I'm super excited about. Um, which we're, you know, just doing some early testing on this, but it's, it's this time blocking idea, which is the ability to, you know, to kind of break down um, the different areas of your work. You can break it down by role. Um, you can break it down by kind of area of interest. So for an example of a time blocking example would be, you know, somebody who has a home um, home list and somebody who has a work list. So you might want to work, let's say, you know, your wife asks you to put together, um, a uh, a swing set, um, you know, you don't you want to you know you wouldn't necessarily want to schedule that during your busy work week, but you don't want you know you don't really want to think about it too much, so you throw it on your home list, and then you create a home block to work on your home projects on the weekend, and um, so automatically Focuser would then find the next available time in your home block. Um, if for some reason something came up, you didn't finish it, it would move it to the next available home block like the next weekend for example so that um again whenever you open your calendar um and whenever you have free time you get a notification saying hey it's time to work on that swing set and uh also if your wife you know asks you hey uh, adam when are you going to do that swing set <laughs> you can look on your home list and you can see you know when you have that plan for um if she says well i also want you to do this and you could say well um when would you like, you know, if you, you, could, you, you could say, do you want me to do that first? Do you want me to do that after? If you do it first, you can see in real time, Focuster will show you like, oh, that's actually going to push it off to next weekend. Um, yeah. Is that okay with you? Or would you rather me do that other thing first? And now you can have a conversation. So that's another really cool advantage of using a, an app like Focuster is it lets you see in real time what the consequences are of changing the priorities, right? That yeah, that is awesome. Actually, I wholeheartedly cast my vote for that. That would be great. As somebody who works on several businesses, uh, be nice to do that because I already kind of do that with my calendar where I try to block out certain days so that I can spend, you know, at least two to three hours working on one specific project in one area uh, and then scheduling things that way. That that sounds awesome. Yeah. Just the beginning. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, well, I got one more question for you, Jordan. Um, I'm curious, what is maybe one or two uh, books that you find yourself recommending uh, to people? It can be any topic, any genre. It doesn't have to be productivity or it can be. But uh, what books do you find yourself recommending to people the most? Books that I find myself recommending. Okay. Um, well, I don't know. I should open up my Kindle and see what I've, uh, <laughs> what I've been That's reading recently. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I've, I've been reading um, Jordan Peterson's book, The 12 Rules for Living, which I really 
find awesome. Um, I also just bought a book. I haven't read it yet, um, but it's uh, Benjamin Hardy's book, Willpower Doesn't Work. It's definitely a lot, kind of along the lines of the things that we talk about. Mm. Um, another book, I mean, the, the Stealing Fire book actually is a really great book if you haven't read that. Um, it's, a, all, it's a book all about flow states. So it's, you know, it's kind of a study of, um, in a way, it's a kind of, you know, it's a, it's a scientific look at, um, humanity's kind of desire for altered states of mind and how that affects our productivity, how that, you know, how, how that affects our life. It's a really, really fascinating book, which covers the gamut from like, you know, how the Navy SEALs um, use different breathing techniques to kind of get in the zone to um, surfers who surf these 50 foot waves to, um, you know, uh, entheogens and Burning Man to, um, you know, to corporate mindfulness meditation uh, programs, all that type of stuff. It's a really cool book. Awesome. Um, yeah, those are just, uh, you know, those are just a couple ones that... Uh, <laughs> That's good. Now, I like asking this because now I've got, I've already got a backlog, but uh, I've got more books to read. I actually haven't read um, any of those. So I'm going to go check those out. And oh, oh, I got, one, I got one last one that I can super recommend to you, which is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Have you read that one? I think I read like the abridged notes or something. I've, I've definitely oh, okay. like speed read through it, but I might have to go back. Yeah, I, I highly recommend that one too. <laughs> nice. Outstanding. Well, Jordan, thank you very much again for coming back and making the time to do this. I really appreciate uh, you doing this. If people want to find out more about you, about Focuster, like where's the best place for them to go? Pretty easy. It's www.focuster.com, F-O-C-U-S-T-E-R.com. Oh. Outstanding. Thank you. Thanks again. I'd like to invite you to check out www.productivity.academy today for more information on how you can better manage your time, become more productive, and just get more effective doing the things that you want to do and achieving the goals that you want. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next podcast.